Canto 8, Section 4, Number 64 This too the traveler of the world must dare, a warrior in the dateless dual strife. He entered into dumb, despairing night, challenging the darkness with his luminous soul. Alarming with his steps the threshold gloom, he came into a fierce and dolorous realm, peopled by souls who never had tasted bliss, ignorant like men born blind who know not light. They could equate worst ill with highest good. Virtue was to their eyes a face of sin, and evil and misery were their natural state. A dire administration's penal code, making of grief and pain the common law, decreeing universal joylessness, had changed life into a stoic sacrament and torture into a daily festival. An act was passed to chastise happiness. Laughter and pleasure were banned as deadly sins. A questionless mind was ranked as wise content, a dull heart's silent apathy as peace. Sleep was not there, torpor was the sole rest. Death came, but neither respite gave nor end. Always the soul lived on and suffered more. Ever he deeper probed that kingdom of pain. Around him grew the terror of a world, of agony followed by worse agony, and in the terror a great wicked joy, glad of one's own and other's calamity. Their thought and life were a long punishment, the breath a burden and all hope a scourge, the body a field of torment, a massed unease. Repose was a waiting between pang and pang. This was the law of things none dream to change, a hard, somber heart, a harsh, unsmiling mind, rejected happiness like a cloying sweet. Tranquility was a tedium and ennui. Only by suffering life grew colorful. It needed the spice of pain, the salt of tears. If one could cease to be, all would be well, else only fierce sensations gave some zest. A fury of jealousy burning the gnawed heart, the sting of murderous spite and hate and lust, the whisper that lures to the pit and treachery's stroke through vivid spots on the dull, aching hours. To watch the drama of infelicity, the writhing of creatures under the harrow of doom, and sorrow's tragic gaze into the night, and horror in the hammering heart of fear, were the ingredients in time's heavy cup that pleased and helped to enjoy its bitter taste. Of such fierce stuff was made up life's long hell. These were the threads of the dark spider's web, in which the soul was caught, quivering and wrapped, 
This was religion, this was nature's rule. In a fell chapel of iniquity, to worship a black pitiless image of power, kneeling one must cross hard-hearted stony courts, a pavement like a floor of evil fate. Each stone was a keen edge of ruthless force, and glued with the chilled blood from tortured breasts. The dry, gnarled trees stood up like dying men, stiffened into a pose of agony, and from each window peered an ominous priest, chanting tediums for slaughter's crowning grace. Cities uprooted, blasted human homes, burned, writhened bodies, the bombshells massacre. Our enemies are fallen, are fallen, they sang. All who once stayed our will are smitten and dead. How great we are, how merciful art thou. Thus thought they to reach God's impassive throne, and him command whom all their acts opposed, magnifying their deeds to touch his skies and make him an accomplice of their crimes. There no relenting pity could have place, but ruthless strength and iron moods had sway, a dateless sovereignty of terror and gloom. This took the figure of a darkened god, revered by the racked wretchedness he had made, who held in thrall a miserable world, and helpless hearts nailed to unceasing woe, adored the feet that trampled them into mire. It was a world of sorrow and of hate, sorrow with hatred for its lonely joy, hatred with others' sorrow as its feast. A bitter rictus curled the suffering mouth, a tragic cruelty saw its ominous chance. Hate was the black archangel of that realm. It glowed a somber jewel in the heart, burning the soul with its malignant rays, and wallowed in its fell abysm of might. These passions, even objects, seemed to exude, for mind overflowed into the inanimate that answered with the wickedness it received against their users used malignant powers, hurt without hands and strangely suddenly slew, appointed as instruments of an unseen doom. Or they made themselves a fateful prison wall where men condemned wake through the creeping hours counted by the tollings of an ominous bell. An evil environment worsened evil souls. All things were conscious there, and all perverse. In this infernal realm he dared to press, even into its deepest pit and darkest core, perturbed its tenebrous base, dared to contest its ancient privileged right and absolute force. In night he plunged to know her dreadful heart. In hell he sought 
the root and cause of hell. Its anguished gulfs opened in his own breast. He listened to clamors of its crowded pain, the heartbeats of its fatal loneliness. Above was a chill, deaf eternity. In vague, tremendous passages of doom, he heard the goblin voice that guides to slay and faced the enchantments of the demon sign and traversed the ambush of the opponent's snake. In menacing tracks, in tortured solitudes, companionless he roamed through isolated ways where the red wolf waits by the fordless stream and death's black eagles scream to the precipice and met the hounds of Bale who hunt men's hearts, baying across the welts of destiny. In footless battlefields of the abyss, fought shadowy combats in mute eyeless depths. Assaults of hell endured and tightened strokes, and bore the fierce inner wounds that are slow to heal. A prisoner of a hooded magic force, captured and trailed in falsehood's lethal net, and often strangled in the noose of grief, or cast on the grim morass of swallowing doubt, or shot into pits of error and despair, he drank her poison draughts till none was left. In a world where neither hope nor joy could come, the ordeal he suffered of evil's absolute reign, yet kept intact his spirit's radiant truth. Incapable of motion or of force, in matter's blank denial, jailed and blind, pinned to the black inertia of our base, he treasured between his hands his flickering soul. His being ventured into mindless void, intolerant gulfs that knew not thought nor sense. Thought ceased, sense failed, his soul still saw and knew. In atomic parcelings of the infinite, near to the dumb beginnings of lost self, he felt the curious, small futility of the creation of material things, or stifled in the inconscience hollow dusk, he sounded the mystery dark and bottomless of the enormous and unmeaning deeps, whence struggling life in a dead universe rose. There in the stark identity lost by mind, he felt the sealed sense of the insensible world, and a mute wisdom in the unknowing night. Into the abysmal secrecy he came, where darkness peers from her mattress, gray and nude, and stood on the last locked subconscious floor, where being slept unconscious of its thoughts, and built the world not knowing what it built. There, waiting its hour, the future lay unknown. There is the record of the vanished stars. There, in the slumber of the cosmic will, 
he saw the secret key of nature's change. A light was with him, an invisible hand was laid upon the error and the pain till it became a quivering ecstasy, the shock of sweetness of an arm's embrace. He saw in night the eternal's shadowy veil, new death for a cellar of the house of life. In destruction felt creation's hasty pace, new loss as the price of a celestial gain, in hell as a shortcut to heaven's gates. Then, in illusion's occult factory, and in the inconscience magic printing house, torn were the formats of the primal night, and shattered the stereotypes of ignorance. Alive, breathing a deep spiritual breath, nature expunged her stiff mechanical code and the articles of the bound soul's contract. Falsehood gave back to truth her tortured shape. Annulled were the tables of the law of pain, and in their place grew luminous characters. The skillful penman's unseen finger wrote his swift intuitive calligraphy. Earth's forms were made his divine documents. The wisdom embodied mind could not reveal. In conscience chased from the world's voiceless breast, transfigured were the fixed schemes of reasoning thought, arousing consciousness in things inert, he imposed upon dark atom and dumb mass the diamond script of the imperishable, inscribed on the dim heart of fallen things, a pian song of the free infinite, and the name, foundation of eternity, and traced on the awake exultant cells, in the ideographs of the ineffable, the lyric of love that waits through time, and the mystic volume of the book of bliss, and the message of the superconscient fire. Then life beat pure in the corporeal frame, the infernal gleam died and could slay no more. Hell split across its huge abrupt facade, as if a magic building were undone. Night opened and vanished like a gulf of dream. Into being's gap, scooped out as empty space, in which she has filled the place of absent God, there poured a wide, intimate, and blissful dawn. Healed were all things that time's torn heart had made, and sorrow could live no more in nature's breast. Division ceased to be, for God was there. The soul lit the conscious body with its ray. Matter and spirit mingled and were one.